Welcome to Ancient Gods and Demons. Ancient Gods and Demons is a podcast that explores the history and legend of deities and entities associated with a variety of mythologies that have been mentioned throughout recorded history and still remain with us today. Numerous cultures and writings are examined during the podcast, including Hindu, Judeo-Christian, Islamic, Egyptian, and ancient Mesopotamian. During this episode, we are going to research the ancient god and demon Moloch. So sit back, relax, and enter a world of wonder and excitement. everybody, welcome back to Ancient Gods and Demons. During this episode, we're going to discuss the ancient pagan deity known as Moloch. Now, how did we come up to decide on Moloch for this week? And by the way, based on the coronavirus pandemic that's happening today, uh, and probably for God knows how long, we're going to try to pump out new episodes every week. Um, I'm working from home. I imagine a lot of people work from home. If you're not, thank you very much. Uh, so anyway, you know, we're deciding on what ancient god or demon or entity to research for this week. And I was just doing some research and I came across uh, some news from last November 2019. And in this news, they discussed the placement of a pagan deity statue um, in front of the Roman Colosseum. So I'm pretty much going to read, there's a bunch of articles on this, but I'm going to read the specific one uh, this is from the Christian Post uh, credits to a man named Brandon Showalter, who is a CP reporter. Uh, the title of the article is called Moloch Statue of Child Sacrifice on Display at Coliseum, Holy Site for Christian Martyrs. And we're going to discuss this article quickly. I'm going to read through some of it. And then the rest of the episode, we'll go through the history of Moloch, uh, facts about Moloch, and the state of any type of Moloch cult that is today. Uh, we like to look at different perspectives, um, not just the Christian perspective, but all those perspectives around, and then see if there's any kind of um, representation of this god slash demon in culture today. Uh, so let's start out here. So this, this article was published November 9th, 2019, and it starts out with saying, a statue of the pagan god, Moloch, to which children were sacrificed in the ancient world, is now stationed at the entrance of the Colosseum of Rome, which had been designated as a sacred site because of the Christian martyrs who died there. The statue of Moloch outside the Colosseum was built a celebration of Carthaginian culture and art. A reconstruction of the terrible deity Moloch linked to Phoenician and Carthaginian religions and featured in the 1911 film Cabaria which is directed by Giovanni Pastori and written by Gabrielli. The nuncio will be stationed at the entrance to the Colosseum to welcome visitors to the exhibit. A press release about the exhibit states, the large-scale exhibition will run through March 29, 2020. The ancient Roman stadium was declared a sacred site in 1749 by Pope Benedict the Fourteenth in an official church policy. Following this, Stations of the Cross 
were later depicted, which later depicted images of Jesus on his way to the cross were installed with accompanying prayers. Pretty much based on the fact that this statue was put into this designated holy site, many faithful Catholics were outraged that a representation of pagan God sits outside a place where Christians are brutally tortured and killed. Quote, we were so excited the day we decided to go to the Colosseum. Alexander Clock told the outlet, but the moment we got there, the sight that greeted us was horrifying. Standing God over the entrance was a colossal pagan statue of Moloch. It was placed in the prime spot so that everyone that entered the Colosseum had to pass it. She felt that this was not a, a very good spot for the statue of Moloch. Um, throughout the Old Testament, God speaks with disgust about the worship of Moloch, particularly offering children burnt sacrifices. Now, we're not going to go into um, the rest of the article because it's just pretty much plagiarism. So I'm just, I don't want to repeat uh, the next few paragraphs. We're going to go into more of a factual, historical um, outlook of Moloch um, and not so much a prejudice view. Um, I mean, if you Google this Moloch statue in Rome, you can see the statue. Um, looks pretty scary, but looks pretty cool. I mean, you make your, you have your own opinion on this. So um, I guess it's only going to be there for another couple days or so. So maybe if you're in the area, go check it out. Um, if not, well, what can I tell you? So uh, we're going to take a little break right now, and then we'll be back with the origins of Moloch, uh, particularly in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, be right back. Thank you. Hello, welcome back to Ancient Gods and Demons. The first topic we're going to discuss is Moloch's association with the Judeo-Christian tradition. So let's get right into it. Who exactly was this god Moloch? Apparently he was a god of the Canaanites, worshipped by the people neighboring Israel during the Old Testament times. While much about Moloch's nature and origin are uncertain, the Bible mentions Moloch on eight different occasions, providing numerous contexts regarding the problems associated with this ancient god. The first mention of Moloch is in Leviticus 18.21, in which the Lord commands, You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. The worship of Moloch clearly involved the sacrifice of children, something God's people were not allowed to practice. This act was punishable by death, according to Leviticus 22, which states, any one of the people of Israel or of the strangers who live in Israel who gives any of his children to Moloch shall surely be put to death. Furthermore, child sacrifice to Moloch was considered a huge profanity against God's holy name. Leviticus 23 says, I myself will set my face against that man and will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Moloch to make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. Not only were those who sacrificed their children to be stoned to death, those who ignored such a sacrifice would be abandoned by God, Leviticus 25, 
Yet, this clear and stern warning from the Lord did not end the practice of Moloch worship among the Israelites. King Solomon participated in the worship of Moloch. 1 Kings 11.7 says, Then Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Moloch, the abomination of the Ammonites, on the mountain east of Jerusalem. This verse connects Moloch worship with the Ammonites, one of the groups God condemned for pagan worship. King Josiah would later take the Lord's command against Moloch worship extremely seriously. 2 Kings 23.10 says, And he defiled Tobath, which in the valley of the son of Hanam, that no one might burn his son or his daughter as an offering to Moloch. This area of Judah had become a location of Moloch worship among the people of God. Josiah's determination to apply God's law to society apparently ended child sacrifice for a period of time. The last mention of Moloch in the Old Testament is found in God's words to Jeremiah. They set up their abominations in the house that is called by name to defile it. They built the high places of Baal in the valley of the sun, Hanam, to offer up their sons and daughters to Moloch. Though I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Jeremiah 32, 34-35 It is apparent that Moloch represented the most repulsive acts in God's sight, the sacrifice of children to a god. This was condemned in the strongest way by the Lord, and it resulted in a punishment by death. Hi, and welcome back to Ancient Gods and Demons. Next, we will discuss The Flight of Moloch by William Blake, Moloch in Paradise Lost, Moloch's mention in the Dictionary Inferno, and a brief description of the statue of Moloch by rabbis. So let's start off with the William Blake. Uh, William Blake wrote The Flight of Moloch. Moloch, whose name probably derived from Moloch King and Bashaf Shame, was one of the deities worshipped by the Israelites. He was referred to as the abomination of the children of Ammon, and the primary means of worshiping him appears to be child sacrifice or to pass through the fire. Solomon was said to have built a temple to him. Then did Solomon build a high place for Shemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hills that is before Jerusalem, and for Moloch, the abomination of the children. Sacrificing children was not uncommon, but the practice died down around the time of Jeremiah when the king defiled Tophet, the place where Moloch was worshipped. He also defiled Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hanam, that no man might make his son or his daughter pass through the fire of Moloch. For the sons of Judah have done that which is evil in my sight, declares the Lord. They have set the detestable things in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. They have built the high places of Tophet, which is the valley of the son of Hanam, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command. And it did not come into my mind, therefore behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will be no longer be called Tophet or the valley 
of the son of Hanan, but the valley of the slaughter. For they will bury in Tophet, because there is no other place. Malak has also been identified with Malcolm, the god of the Ammonites, which we mentioned previously. He was probably also identified with Balal, and as a son of Fiagod, as he was also identified with the Assyrian Babylonian Malak. And the Malak Bel? Uh, and additionally, Malak is also identified with Baal Haman in the Carthaginian religion, which was wiped out by the Romans. Okay, let's take a look at Malak and Paradise Lost. So this is straight from Paradise Lost, 391 to 405. Milton writes of him in Paradise Lost. First, Malak, horrid king, besmeared with blood of human sacrifice and parents' tears. Through for the noise of drums and timbrels loud, their children's cries unheard that passed through the fire to his grim idol. Him, the Ammonite, worshipped in Rabbah and her watery plain, in Argab and in Basam, in the stream of utmost Arnan. Nor content with such audacious neighborhood, the wisest heart of Solomon he led by fraud to build. His temple right against the temple of God on that obrocious hill? <laughs> and made his grove the pleasant valley of Hamram, Tophet, thence, and black Gehenna called the type of hell. So that's uh, straight from Paradise Lost. You can go check that out. Uh, Dictionary Infernal, which is by Colin D. Plancy, uh, written 1863. You can Google that and check that out. It's pretty much a bunch of uh, portraits of demons and stuff like that. And in this, it says, Moloch was a god of the Ammonites, portrayed as a bronze statue with a calf's head, adorned with a royal crown, and seated on a throne. His arms were extended to receive the child victim sacrificed to him. Milton wrote that Moloch was frightening and a terrible demon covered with mother's tears and children's blood. Okay, sounds like a great guy. Uh, now, quick little thing. Rabbis claim that in the famous statue of Moloch, there were seven kinds of cabinets. The first was for flour, the second for turtle doves, the third for your E-W-E, the fourth for a ram, the fifth for a calf, the sixth for a beef, and the seventh, you guessed it, for a child. It is because of this, Moloch is associated with Mithras and his seven mysterious gates with seven chambers. When a child was sacrificed to Moloch, a fire was lit inside the statue. The priest would then beat loudly on the drums and other objects so that the cries would not be heard. Hey, okay, welcome back. So, you know, I just want to talk about uh, some information I found in the Testament of Solomon, which is an Old Testament sued pedographic catalog of demons that was summoned by King Solomon and explains how they can be countered by invoking angels and other magical techniques. Now that word pseudopigraphic means falsely attributed to. So we don't really think it was written by King Solomon. Um, it's, it's kind of, I think it's something was written. They were saying dated to the third century. So, not really totally sure on who wrote it and where origins 
come from, but I did manage to find at the very end um, a mention of Mullock because I'm just kind of looking for anything I can find about Mullock. Uh, like the last segment um, before the break, just trying to find as much as I can, put it together, try to figure out exactly uh, who this dude is. So, um, you know, the Testament sound is broken down into 130 sections. So on 128, 129, 130, um, I'll read some of it directly, um, but, you know, I'm not going to just read it verbatim. I'm going to explain a little of it. So pretty much what happens is... Uh, Solomon goes somewhere, he's marching against a competing group. Um, he sees a woman there who he calls daughter of a man. I don't know why it's not just woman. And he says he fell, falls violently in love with her and wants to make her one of his wives. Of course, back then they had multiple wives. The problem here is, is that she is a worshiper of Moloch. Um, So it says here he asks to take her as a wife and the priests say but the priest of Moloch said to me if thou loveth the maiden go in and worship our gods the great god Raphan and the god called Moloch and he says I therefore was in fear of the glory of God and did not follow to worship and I said to them I will not worship a strange god what is this proposal that ye compel me to do so much and it goes on and goes on so the name of the woman is or Eros, E-R-O-S. Um, so apparently what happens is she kind of sneaks into his room because he's saying he won't do this. And he, she brought him five grasshoppers. And she says, take these grasshoppers and crush them together in the name of the god Mullet. And then I'll sleep with you. So he says, okay, this doesn't seem too bad. You know, I'm not sacrificing an animal or I'm not throwing a child into a flaming statue. Um, so he does. He does this. And then he says that at once the Spirit of God departed from him and he became weak. Uh, and he felt obliged to build more temples and idols to Baal, Rapha, and Moloch. And then the final excerpt from the Testament of Solomon 130 says, I then, wretched that I am, followed her advice and the glory of God quite departed from me, and my spirit was darkened, and I became the sport of idols and demons. Wherefore I wrote this testament, that ye who get possession of it may pity, and attend to the last things and not to the first, so that ye may find grace forever and ever. Amen. So that's what I found in the Testament of Solomon. Um, I've been trying to put this episode together for a couple weeks. I keep finding more, finding more. Uh, I'm gonna do, we're gonna take a break, and then we're going to discuss, um, I found a book, uh, and, and I'll attribute, uh, we'll discuss the author called Evil Archaeology. Um, so I just reviewed the section that she mentions, Mullock. And we'll talk about uh, what she has to say, and then we'll probably wrap it up until our next episode. So, uh, okay. See you right back. Thank you. Hey, welcome back to Ancient Gods and Demons. Brian here. Uh, so the last segment I want to discuss, uh, we pulled a bunch of different references trying to figure out who Moloch was. 
a Moloch Ammonite God demon. So the final one that I actually found um, a couple weeks ago is a book. And this is a reference, right? Because I'm going to read what comes from this book. This is not my original uh, original material. This is from somebody else. Uh, her name is Heather Lynn. She's an author of a book called Evil Archaeology, Demons, Possessions, and Sinister Roles. It was published in April 2019, and I'm going to be discussing, discussing, discussing page 78 to 79. This book's available on Amazon. Uh, I picked it up on audio book and a regular book, and I'm pretty much done with it. And it's fantastic. Uh, she really breaks down uh, a variety of situations and demons and relations. And so check it out. So anyway, it starts out with, uh, she mentions that Deuteronomy 1231 mentions how Canaanites used to burn their children alive as a sacrifice for their gods. This practice of bringing child sacrifices is repeatedly prohibited in the Old Testament. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Moloch. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. So, who was Moloch? Uh, we mentioned before during the podcast, but according to biblical tradition and even archaeology, Moloch, sometimes called Moloch instead of an O with an E, was a deity worshipped in the Canaan region, linked to child sacrifice. Moloch meaning king, was the idol personification also linked to Baal, which we mentioned before. In exchange for prosperity, the monstrous Moloch slash Baal plus Kronos slash Satan personification demanded the blood of child sacrifices, as well as the tears of mothers and fathers. The idol of Moloch was a huge brass figure seated in a brass throne with the body of a man and the head of a calf wearing a crown. Its stomach was a furnace, hollow and divided into seven compartments, as we've mentioned before, each meant to receive a different offering, human children, ewes, rams, oxen, calves, turtle doves, and oddly enough, flour. The beast's arms were extended to receive the bodies of the children who would be placed there. The arms were constructed in such a way that they could be raised until the victim automatically rolled down to the open mouth and into the furnace so that they would be consumed by the vicious fire. The fire of the sacrifices burned continuously. The smoke released from the monster's nose. As this happened, the cries of the terrified children would be masked by playing of instruments, particularly the beating of the drums. The word for drum was tough, giving the name of this ritual site the tuffet. Was this giant furnace an oven that baked the earliest Eucharistic sacrifices of burnt offerings? Could the strange combination of ingredients burned in the seven chambers of Moloch's stomach be uh, an antecedent to bread as a sacrificial offering? According to the Old Testament, the law commanded that Moses tell his people to make a burnt offering, a sacrifice in performing a vow, or a free will, offering what is called a meat offering. Um, in this offering, flour mixed with lamb, ram, baby goat, or young bull. When combined, the offering was to be put into fire and offered to the Lord, so that when ye eat of the bread of the Lord, ye shall offer up and heave offering unto the Lord. Later in the New Testament, Jesus offered himself as a sacrificial lamb, 
The Eucharistic feast consisted of the bread and wine that were consecrated, I believe, to become the body and blood of Christ, thereby mixing the body and blood of the innocent sacrifice with flour, as in bread. To partake in the sacrament of Holy Communion is to partake in the alternate sacrifice to those in the days of Moloch. Now again, this isn't my opinion. This is the author Heather Lynn. Uh, at this podcast, we just put together a variety of references to try to get down to exactly who these demons and gods were. Um, so thanks for joining us. And I think I'm going to do another segment. Uh, so we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, I was going to have that last segment be the last segment, but I wanted to briefly summarize what we went over in this episode. Uh, this episode took me a couple weeks to complete. I just want to make sure that I, and I try to make them no more than a half hour. Um, personally, after 20 minutes, I lose my attention span. So, uh, you know, there's plenty more on Moloch and a lot of the other gods and demons that I cover, but we don't want to do an overkill. I mean, basically what we figured out was Moloch was an ancient god in the Canaan region, primarily worshipped by the Ammonites. There's a variety of links between him, Baal, and then the author Helen mentioned Saturn and Kronos. Um, he's spoken about not very well in the Old Testament. He appears to be an enemy of God. Um, also Apostle Fallen Angel he's mentioned in the Testament of Solomon he apparently has a role in building Solomon's temple in the Testament of Solomon he is mentioned in the Flight of Moloch by William Blake he is mentioned in Paradise Lost by Dante he is mentioned in the Dictionare Inferno by Colin de Plance from 1863 there's a variety of information Throughout the internet, in a variety of books, uh, we picked one from a particular, uh, there's a site that's all about uh, Jewish historical data and the Torah, and we found some information there. So we tried to pull from numerous sites and put it all together. You can check out different sketchings and uh, photographs and pictures beginning of the episode we mentioned that uh and i think it's gone now that there was a big statue put in front of the coliseum of moloch i don't really understand that um, apparently that caused a lot of problems but there was one visual there was one visual that uh, we found that had the chambers for flour and children and all types of stuff uh and apparently this cult of Moloch lasted about until the beginning of the first, second century uh, common era. It was passed down in the Mesopotamian area with the Babylonians, with references to Maduk. I mean, there's a lot of 
cross-reference similarities to a variety of cultures. But, hey, I think we did a good job just taking a look at this guy. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, you know, check out my Facebook page, Ancient Gods and Demons. Instagram page, Ancient Gods and Demons. Send me a message if there's anything you'd like me to research. And again, stay safe, stay home, and uh, have a good one. Until next time, out.